Welcome to the Holsey B. Mark radio station. Listen, share, follow. Be part of the journey. Listen to things from cryptozoology, UFO, comedy, music, interviews, Freddy the Free Car Show, and much, much more. Enjoy the show. Area 52 Cornwall England Ghosts, UFO and alien stories all in one Here are the following Let's have some fun Alien or demon at Kendall Hall. A ghost hunter from Cornwall has spoken out about the encounter. Mysterious creature he described as an alien or demon. Mark Davies of Falmouth investigates evidence of paranormal phenomena in different places in the country. He and three friends visited Erie Woods, Kendall Dell, at Pon St. Nuf at around 9.30pm on Saturday 25th, 2019, they made an incredible discovery. A video that was shared on YouTube showed a very strange silhouette appearing across a small bridge with at least one was one of the mine mules that stand on the site seemed to move and stand in different places. Mark and his friends are trying to measure paranormal activity in the area and communicate with parents first. His supernatural beings. They bought several instruments with them, including a ghost box, which is claimed to be used by spirits to communicate through electronic voice. In the video, Mark says, I always knew they existed. I felt them, smelt them, heard them, and now I have seen them. Some call them aliens, some call them demons, the watchers, and many other names. This is my best evidence visual, up-to-date, a known human being caught on my video camera. Some might think this is a hoax, but a bit-related phone evidence provided. Well, the smoking gun is at the end clip. You sign and thanks to the port. I'm only interested in bringing real evidence to a paranormal table like other genuine people. Mark later explained to Cornwall Live that though the group could could feel a presence, the creature was not seen in person. He said we didn't actually see it on the camera, but he spotted it when I watched the video back. When we asked what kind of being it was, Mark said, I've got, I haven't got any, any idea. The face is not right, it's not human, but it's definitely there. It was solid form, the light that see the shadow behind it. 47-year-old said he did some research online, and he found reports of a strange creature, bushes and trees between Swampole and Marinpolf. The Gunaway Gaul. Retail manager was spoken after of an earthly photograph in which her family appears to have been photoed upon by a bowler, hat-wearing ghost. The snap was taken in a desolate graveyard at Gutterwarp Church Grove, a well-known shooting spot for the TV series Poldark. Ron Smith, 
who lives in Somerset, claims the photograph taken on holiday cannot be explained, and that Shoreline is mysteriously visible through the unexpected stranger. He's certain that nobody else at a remote spot with himself, brother Dale Smith, or his son, or his father, Stephen Smith. The missing man appears to be walking between Dale and Stephen. The photo taken with Warren is shown by plots and the uh, foreground. It's taken in his Samsung mobile phone in around 2005. We stumbled in it last week. He felt he had no choice but to share his trend discovery. I'm 100 sure it was only us there at the time. It was freezing cold. We'd been hanging around spot for what must have been half an hour. He explains, I had looked at, I had it looked at by someone who knows what they're doing with the photography. They looked at it and said, you have to be extremely advanced in Photoshop to, at the time to do it, which wasn't as high tech. This is broad daylight, and the ghost photography is easy to sort it. This is crystal clear. This figure is a lot taller than my dad and brother. Peter have a bowler hat on. To get to Gunnawaley, you have to park your car up and walk there. It's really remote and people not for and for people not mobile, it's very hard to get to. Cornwall's most haunted pub, the Jamaican Inn. Made famous by Daphne du Maurier's classic tales, smugglers, rogues and pirates, which also recently Featured in the same series, drama series, Jamaican Inn. Located in the middle of Dublin Moor, in more than just a place between pages of book. For years, there have been stories of paranormal activity. And this is most arguably the most infamous and haunted place in Cornwall. Located in room five in building, a ghost is said to be that of a small child trapped between the glass. Sometimes a spectre appears of its anguished young mother. In January 2007, ghost hunters said they believed sightings of a mysterious figure walking along the A30 at night. Maybe in the first glance it was called in Cornwall of a phantom hitchhiker. Two dra- taxi drivers between South- returning to South Wales from Cornwall New- Airport, Newquay, Separately reported such a sighting on a dual carriageway between Bobman and Anson, not far from the inn. In 2017, a photograph Christ has thought to have been caught on CGVV, dropping a wall phone into the inn. Such a ghost made the phone call fall off its base, and a squeaky episode can clearly be seen in the video. Group hunting group shared with the Cornwall Live. Eight days before Halloween at 10.50pm, the eerie entry entity manifested itself. Colin Simmons from the Megaman Inn Ghost Hunting Investigation Group said, We had a photographist at Jamaica Inn. It picked up and dropped the wall phone in the one room, and no, when the, and no one was there. We caught it on HD camera. The CTV is crystal clear. He's claimed that tests and investigation has since been carried out, and there was no rational explanation to this. He added, it's quite remarkable. He's not saying it's paranormal, but it's, it is of interest. It hasn't, it hasn't happened since, and doesn't happen before. Popular TV programme, Most Haunted, 
featured the Jamaica Inn in what they said was one of their spookiest episodes they ever, ever recorded. On the moonlight night, there's still the sound of horses' hooves and metal rims of wheels turning on the rough cobbles. See, it can be heard in the courtyard. Yet nothing is there to be seen. The Lager Thrower of Penzance in September 2003, a full pack of Lager mysteriously flew across an owl in Penzance co-op in Queen Street and was captured on a scurvy film. George Ghost, as he's called by the staff, had an inexpensive taste of four pack of stellar underwaters and captured on video, is inspectively flying on a shelf into the owl. General Assistant Roger Smith had just closed the store at 10pm when a smoky incident, spooky incident happened. It's very strange, he told the Cornishman at the time. The place has always said to have a spooky reputation, especially with the paper being moved around. But this is the first time ever anything's been caught on camera. I don't particularly believe in ghosts, but I'm very confused by it. At the time it happened, everybody was in the cash room. Roger Nisha thought it might have been a colleague messing about, so he reviewed the storage source security view and found that he saw a strange, say, lease. The four-pack came straight out. It didn't fall, just fall down to the ground, it, but ended a good 18 inches, a foot, two foot, out of the owl. It wasn't on the edge of the sofa either, but quite a way out back. Not tricky, or any to start of doing it. It must have been, I have to take my word for it. Overnight, alarm mystery deepened when the store's security company rang the say the alarm system and deactivated itself, the equipment recorded nobody was doing so. Since the visit, a medium, a friend of a fa- member of staff, invited to the store. They revealed there was a presence on the store, shop floor. It was just having a bit of fun. They would spit trouble with a power supplies, tools, and office computer. Lo and behold, the next day, the power in the cart went down 30 minutes, while Swebb and Western Power reported their problems, repairs in the area. And shortly after the electricity came back on, a till went nuts before sorting itself out, added Roger. The staff were convinced we're not alone. We're just waiting for office computer to go off now. Agent Mon and Scully will probably be called. Willie Wilcox, the ghost of Polypero. In June 2015, the Cornish Guardian reported how Holly made... John Dyer Sr. captured a ghost in Polo Pararo Polyparo P O L P E R R O appearing to show a shadowy figure at the back of a cave where well, legend has it the story is smuggler Woody Woodcox is said to have died. Mr Dyer said at the time that the first pitch is original picture, I took of the cave Straight from my phone, the ghostly image is quite clear, without even being zoomed. The second is a picture of my father, took at the same spot just after. We visited from Polipiro for a week, sometimes more. Every year, I was born in 1981 through to 2002. It's great to see the old sites again, and even more. So, seeing possibility, the private pirate ghost of Woody Wilcox, a story which is a child equally fascinating. Yes, it is scare me. Folklore says that William disappeared. Willie disappeared by hiding in the areas 
labyrinthy caves, and now his spirit walks among them. Milking a cow in the free pictures, Polypoto Burrow. Another haunting place in the coastal village in the free pictures. One of its hauntings is believed to be that of a family who lived there in the late 1800s. One pub regular claimed to have seen the shape of a woman in the backyard milking a cow. Footsteps in the king's head. In November 2011, paranormal investigations came out with some remarkable evidence of how Bobby Moore was a major place as far as supernatural phenomena were concerned. A night investigation made by a team of just four at King's Head and Old Coast Coasting in at Five Lanes produced a remarkable sound recording. The team had gone to bed around 3 a.m. The tape recorded at 3.20 picked up the sound of heavy footsteps moving across the carpeted floor bedroom. Number three, as an occupied double bedroom with a haunted reputation. There's also a strange clicking sound, like an old-fashioned latch being lit- fitted, lifted. Moreover, the footsteps did not sound like someone walking on carpet. A visitor reportedly heard a repeated tapping on the window. When she went to the window, there was nobody there. On an early investigation, their medium made contact with the spirit of a young woman, Peggy Bray whose family ran the inn during the 1700s. She apparently still frequents the king's head as her apparition strolling in the hall on the first floor. They also learned that Sir Breville Granville, a royalist commander in the Civil War, dined there and stayed overnight. Doris Keys in St. Ives Mines. The well-known story in that St. Angus, the ghost of Dorcas, D-O-R-C-A-S, a woman's committed suicide by throwing herself down while the shafts of Polybreen Mine. The ghost is said to haunt the workings, not only Polybreen Mine, but other neighbouring mines, which he apparently tormented miners. It's how the story is told by Maurice Bisley in his 1954 my book about Angus called Friendly Retreat. One, one mine at least in St. Angus district is said to be haunted. Palm Bream is situated in the foot of St. Angus Beacon, near the village, and in the nearby cottage once lived a woman called Dorcas. One night the poor creature lost the reason and threw herself down a deep shaft of the mine. Though her broken body was covered and returned Removed for burial, a spirit will remain in the mine, where it took a mincinous delight in tormenting the industrial miner, calling him by name and luring him from his work. Though no one is credited with having seen the ghost of Dorothy's, her voice has much tro- caused much trouble. Indeed, more than one miner is reputed to have had his clothes torn from his back by the spirit. On one occasion, Dorothy saved the life of miner by calling his name so persistently he left his in to find out where, who was calling him immediately he had moved the roof on the top like a roof on the level fell on the spot where he'd been working lucky money was always afterwards declared he was saved the keys though the spirit had not been heard for many years even today of those who felt her presence when near the mine Bob in jail featured on TV's Most Haunted the girls, officers, ghost walks, and one ghost, Sheila Wedge, was hanged for the murder of a 
child. A ghost still haunts the prison and tries to reach out to small children and is still feelings of guilt and remorse of pregnant women. And the November 32-year-old ghost hunter, Tony Ferguson, a man who claims he can communicate with the other side, decided to keep his jail's haunting activity to test. Man for some time to his wife, Brev, bought the camera and other ghost hunting devices to Cornwall's prison where notorious criminals used to be executed. While the couple made sure their visitors in the famous attraction were captured, many supernatural instances, including faint voices, strange electronic voice phenomena, and light orbs flying around the rooms, it also caught the full figure of William Hampton, a jealous man who strangled his death his young lover, after she dumped him. The Spirit of Foley Foley In 2010, Gosio Gomings were brewing to a newly opened tea rooms in Foley and increased after building work. Owner Leslie McCarthy noticed the spirit which he believed occupied the warehouse at Fall Street was disturbed after building work after the business opened for Easter that year. I hear creaks and I've got stairs and television lights came on by themselves, she told the Cornish's guardian. The spirit definitely became noisier after a bit of dr- drilling alone. But it's their house after all. I'm never too bothered by it. I don't think it's a problem with me being there, but that's, it lets me know it's there. Well, house is history. We've been tracked back to history, medieval times. It's opened a mi- museum more than 30 years ago the plaque belonging to the house was displayed which dates the building back to fourteen thirty. House is believed to have been built a year when before Joan of Arc burned at the stake. Madame of Pandesis in the kitchen of Denise Castle, this bit head cook mauled is said to wait the sound of hooves horses hooves, thought to belong to ill fated horses eaten by their desperate owners during the Civil War siege was some, sometimes heard the monk of Pangala's sick castle, Parasans, the spectacle monk, has been seen many times, especially round the small forest at the end of the medieval garden. The three ghosts of Boss Castle, staff and go- guests at a hotel, reported seeing three different ghosts. A coachman walking through the halls of the hotel with a ghost of a little girl, as well as the old woman seen walking through walls and closed doors. The ghost of St. Nuke's Church. The church is haunted by the ghost of the cleric, William Pound, who was murdered in December 1356. His ghost was seen in the graveyard and standing at the church altar. Rochy Rock. The site is legend of the Jane Tree Eagle, who thrust his head through the east window in order to gain sanctuary for the hell hands on his trail. The White Lady of Golden Dolphin. The White Lady Apparition said to walk along the path leading to the house of the chapel, thought to be the figure of Lady Margaret Golden Dolphin. A wife of the first owl who died in the church birth. Also, along as I've mentioned before, UFO sightings. Bobby Moore. 
In January last year, a local man said he believed Cornwall was visited by aliens after he spotted a UFO hovering in the sky above Bobbin Moor. A man was on his way back from work at the early hours of the morning when he saw a giant black triangle floating soundlessly in the sky. He said he had no doubt about what he saw. It wasn't of his earth. It was really weird, he said. It was like something out of a Star Trek. I think it's something more from... I think it's something from somewhere else in space and time. I have never seen anything like it before. It wasn't from this planet. He said he'd drive his seat. He said he was in driving seat the night shift when he drove up the hill, gained a, a clear and far-reaching view of Bobbin Moor. However, he suddenly saw a black triangle object in the sky. His first thought was it was a cloud. Then I thought clouds don't have straight lines like that. He said it's very big and the f- size of few football pitches. It was a clear morning. I had a clear view. I would say uh, it was a few miles away when I saw it. I kept my eye on it while I was driving. It almost hung there. There was no noise. It was moving like it gradually trailing. It seemed to have tail on top and then after two other things attached, but I don't know what they were. Then it suddenly spread off. The man, who was in his 40s, he spent spotted for a moment uh, in just, just summer 2009, told his wife as soon as he got home. However, he has never spoken it publicly, fear being ridiculed, as asked for his identity old. Held. I got home and told the wife and she surprised but accepted what I said. But I didn't but I didn't mention it to anyone else because I thought people might think I'm mad or something. They probably think it was just because I was tired after work or in the night shift or had a drink. But I know what I saw. He recently reported this to the Cornwall CF UFO Research Group, Tog Fogey, which documents sightings and where members Lionel Fanthrop has identified a triangle of UFO activity which runs from Land's End to Falmouth Bay, St Ives Bay. He found figures that revealed more than 60 reported sightings of UFOs in Cornwall compared to a national wave average of 40 sightings in comparable areas. Bude, which is only up the road from Molesworth, be where I live. In February 2015, a mystery of an identified flying object, seen in the sky above Bude, UFO physicist issued an appeal at the time to try to identify mystery object photograph while flying above over Senegalese Beach. Many tried to identify the object, with some speculating it was a seagull. Others claimed it was a drone. However, it was later revealed it was in fact a radio controlled seagull, which was fitted with a camera. The email from Von Van Vave was sent to Cornish Guardian, giving details and apologies to anyone who caught that by the craft. It read, I can confirm that the UFO in the photo was my great uncle's seagull. RFRC, playing with a camera. Photos are before and during the flight of the seagull. Tragically crashed it upon landing on the cliff. Please apologise for the confusion for us. Brian, thanks. New key. In October 2010, a possible UFO sighting was made over New Key. Holy maker Gary Lewis, Gray Lewis was staying in Pen Tree Inn, but made a surprising discovery. He said at the time, must be. 
We have just spent a couple of nights in Newquay, where we stayed in the Quick Lodge. I have just been looking for some photos I took, and I spotted a UFO-type image above Frederick Beach. I'm sure there's a logical reason, but it does look doesn't look good in the picture. Par in January 13, a UFO spotter for Par saw said a UFO. A spooky object photographed over Penzance could be the one she saw over her home. Sure, Joe did not wish to reveal her surname. To describe seeing something like a jellyfish Christmas decoration in the sky with skies above bar. But the generally serious, mysterious footage uploaded to YouTube showed two white lights in the sky near Sidrin. I looked at the footage carefully and made quite different to the UFO. I saw lots of the ways, but it's the same when and some feeling about it, says Sue, who is in her fifties. I think it's mainly due to the way it moved, the fluidity. Obviously it's different angles of different places in the atmosphere. So many look different. Mine was a pattern of lights, a dot to dot in the sky that didn't have any one body to it. The one in Penzance has got a little more form. I'm totally, absolutely sure that I saw I'm something. I'm totally something out of this world. I'm convinced, confirmed, believer. This guard, in September 2017, a Cornish man accidentally caught on film two suspected UFOs. To the experts in, left in experts intrigued. Alan Kingwell from this guard was not expecting to find two strange flying objects in the sky when he looked at the time-lapse video he shot from his garden. The t- self-employed artist was having dinner outside when he saw dramatic the sky was as a side to do time-lapse film of the clouds. His only 62-year-old decided to f- edit the film when he noticed something odd. It was filmed accidentally. I saw the objects until I edited the time-lapse film. Alan said, I immediately tried lots of things and missed camera error and the other natural things are made causes. He said his assumption at first that it was something on the lens of a fault with a camera. I spent many hours looking at a tiny clip and I was convinced that now that there were, really was something totally motionless high in the sky. Added, the video shows two dark shapes flying motionlessly in the blue sky and sometimes being covered by clouds. Alan said this is part of the clip where you can see two objects being covered by cloud and peeping through again, can be covered once more and before they are revealed again when the cloud disperses. After discovery, the artist went back out armed with blockers and better camera. But the clouds have been f- become thicker. He put in something for the blockers a few seconds before the clouds covered it, he said. I immediately found my good lady to come out, but the cloud covered the sky completely. It was felt like it was all that evening. I think those two subjects were still there at the time, which by, by then would have been around 6.15, when the cloud cover was too much. And then went back out at dawn the next morning to study the sky, binoculars, but there was nothing there. New Key Part 2. In November 2011, Government X-Files revealed the unidentified flying objects were spotted in New Key airspace at the same time over two consecutive days. A Cornish Guardian saw both home-written reports were submitted to defence experts for analysis. 
analysis by personnel at RAF St. Mulligan, the MMD's focal point for local UFO correspondence. In December 7, 20, 2001, about 6 p.m., witnesses and his or her daughter observed an aircraft shaped like an eagle-lated eagle arrowhead hanging silently and motionlessly in the sky close to the airbase. It was described as quite large, very bright, and not identifying colour. Bizarrely, refused to come into focus when observed through binoculars by the witness. Any comments to the MFD's case? MFD, UFOs detested the duty officer at the base vote. In film, it's very sure of the details. By a phone day at the same time, a woman and her husband, next door neighbour, spotted a series of bright lights in the above sky, friended, in a port being sent from RAF St. Mulgrin to the MOD in London. She described seeing very bright lights and no noise at all. Following the investigation into both sightings, the vets chiefs responded to witnesses and type letters are also available to view in the UK's National Archives. The letter states the MOD examines any reports of UFOs if we see solely to establish whether they be, might be more defence-significant, namely whether there were any evidence the United States Kingdom's airspace might have been compromised by stability or unauthorised air activity. Unless this is evidence for a potential threat, and the date no UFO report has revealed such evidence, the MOD does not attempt to identify the precise nature of the each report of Titan. We may we believe it's possible that the rational explanations, such as aircraft lights or natural phenomenon, be found for them, but it's not the function of MOD to provide this kind of aerial identification service. In both letters, they partly blacked out the security reason, all for re- which is a conclusion saying in both reports we're satisfied there's no collaborating evidence to suggest that UK's airspace the beach for unfulfried air activity. St. Austell, October 2011, UFO conference organiser Bill Gurim reported a UFO sighting at St. Austell Bay. He said, A holiday meter was down in St. Austell Beach taking a picture of the black storm clouds that were coming over the sea. He went home and downloaded the photo. It's this shaped object in it. Mr. Gurim denied it would have been a bird. He close, if you look closely, you can see plumes of water. Goals don't make water stand up. He concluded, always maintained, that the craft landed in the back of Minkoff House. I took a good picture of people would say it was faint. I did not pr- I, I'm not out to prove to anyone you have frozen here. That's up to them. I know what I've seen. I've come across loads of those people who've also seen UFOs. They can't all be lying. Two months earlier, strange lights were spotted in the sky by St. Orsall's woman. Andy Savage posted it online, blog, website, on August 11th. Describing a sitting sighting on June twenty seventh, 
about 12.30 a.m. I was playing poker with an orange org past my window, she wrote. I thought it was just a flame, but it's more, three, but three more appeared, shaped like a long triangle, bright orange or old began. She said she stood out watching until it disappeared over a roof. The weird thing is that she thought my neighbour left her garden gate open. I was looking at her so light, but the fifth one went up in front of her. I saw her gate was shut. Mrs. Savage has stated a friend saw orange orb pulling his far, car about 4.30 p.m. a.m. Sorry, a few weeks previously. Neither's heard the sound of the dead quiet. It's definitely not Chinese lanterns, because they were too bright, she added. Dave Gillingham for the Cornish Cornwall UFO Research Group, CR Fog, said that we must get, a, we, we do get a lot of reports from turn out to be Chinese lanterns. People set off for a time, near year barbecues and weddings, and bright yellow orange, despite that, because they have a flame in them, and they do go in bunches. I'm not saying that's what this was, though, because the photos sent to me ten Cornwall with large orange lights in. I took too long to be lanterns. They looked too big to be lanterns, and some were buried blurred because of the high speed they were travelling. I often wonder what's going on. UFOs would be even distinguishing themselves as Chinese lanterns. Dell though, in the July 27, two, uh, 2007, sorry, a local group believed that a large dust cloud that slept over the village near Lu had been called by aliens. The idea was put forward by the Cornwall UFO Research Group of a family from Delude. D-U-L-O-E contacted them from all, all, um, after claiming to have seen several dis- uh, objects hovering in the sky the same day as a mini whirlwind. A swelling pu- dust plume caused debris to shoot up in the air as so- swept up the Lou Valley Sucking tree leaves from the trees. Three witnesses observed seven dish-shaped objects illuminating a very bright yellowish white light and were interacting with each other. They said they were going around in circles and crisscrossing each over the sky and making a clicking sound. Just below the dish were allegedly a circle with seven standing stones. And after that, twenty minutes, all the dish suddenly disappeared. On the same day, as of Citing the report of Mini Dinodo, the same village, and two instances that might have been connected. Brown Woolly. Now, you know, probably know how Major Bobby Moore is in terms of paranormal activity. Well, you've heard of Brown Woolly effect. It's a metaphorical phenomenon which produces very heavy localised rainfall and makes Cornwall's highest point in Cornwall a sacred spot for members of the Amphilian Society, A E T H E R I U S, a UFO religion founded in 15th, 1954, gathered on the summit of November 23 each year. You've been listening to me talking about. I'll find the headline. I'm getting there, folks.
Cornwall, UFO, ghosts, and alien stories.